0: In this episode, my guest is Aras Toker. His story is about personal agility. He shares his journey on finding the right solution for his well-being through plan-do-check-act cycle and how it becomes an inspiration for a new beginning in his career path at the end. So, join us to learn and join us to get inspired. to have you. Please tell a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you Sevda for having me to your podcast. I'm very excited. This is a pleasure for me. First of all, I'm a proud immigrant. I moved to US from Turkey when I was 18. So it's been a long journey, you know, all kinds of challenges, like typical um, American dream that I was uh, pursuing. I still am, I guess, in some ways. As I was climbing that journey in the American dream, uh, following right after college, I wanted to go to New York to live, uh, to work in Wall Street what drive me was uh, making money or progressing in my career. And then uh, I realized that, you know, I wasn't really looking for the right right aspirations. And I think aside from money, it wasn't really anything else that was dri- driving me.
0: When we first met and you told me about your story, I found it very inspiring. Your story is personal agility. You had to be agile. You had to do the plan, do, check, act cycle. Uh, when did it start? How did it start?
1: Uh, happy to kind of break it down so it started in 2008 and uh it was a very kind of stressful time in my life it was 2008 the financial crisis happened i'm in wall street just imagine for all your listeners uh taking the subway in new york going going to my apartment people's uh like faces were super down and like there was despair in the air It's it's, it's been really tough time and i think it naturally impacts you too like i had a Work visa, which is kind of dependent on my company, and my company uh, was about to get bankrupt. <laughs> so that also adds the extra stress to the, the overall layer. And and then this whole diagnosis of my chronic condition that I just mentioned, which is an inflammation in the gut, started around that time. I don't think it was by surprise. The, that much stress, I think the body kind of had a message to me, hey, like, wake up, right? Like, do mm-hmm. something about this. And the natural route that was kind of given to me, so that was uh, more medicational route. So I had to take sort of medication that we kind of upped the game as as the responses weren't as prevalent as we wanted to. And uh, in, in the course of probably two to three years, by the time, uh, in by the way, I, I moved back to San Francisco to be closer to my family mm-hmm. and after a year of the diagnosis. Then as we were trying to do the treatment with the commercial medicine that has been kind of uh, designed for autoimmune conditions like mine but somehow my body was creating antibodies against them at one point I, I will never forget that moment where the doctor I had at UC San Francisco one of the best uh, gastroenterologists in the country actually he was pretty adamant about okay we have to try it, this new drug that just FDA approved and then that well I asked immediately about the side effects because I knew a lot of these drugs had serious side effects and and he mentioned that there is one in thousand chance of brain tumor so I'm like all right okay so I've been through at this point I've been through about yeah two uh so I've been through two uh, surgeries one of them I actually basically had to live with a colostomy bag so they had to kind of go through all that motions and there's a like I'm trying to figure out the way to get rid of the colostomy bag. I don't want to live with it. And I want to get it back to my normal self. And the doctor's saying that you, we have to reduce the inflammation. Otherwise we cannot operate on you. And none of these medicines working unless you take this new super drug. And I decided not. To. That was the moment. It was in 2014. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it was the end of the year. I will never forget. And I, I'll tie it to the, the agility plan. And, yeah. and I had really had to sit down and figure out, okay, What is the system that I'm going to create to heal my body? And that's, I, I believe that I can, but I just didn't know how. I kind of approached the plan piece of it in a very kind of meticulous way, researched not just the online resources, but also... All sorts of, I talk to doctors uh, that are more in the kind of integrative medicine space, more holistic approach, the root cause approach that they take. I found a really amazing doctor in, in San Francisco, a naturopathic doctor. So I worked closely with her as well as, so she kind of put me in a regimen from the, uh, the elimination diet, which is a very specific kind of a diet that reduces the inflammation in your body. You do that for about six weeks and then you start reintroducing certain food Afterwards. And secondly, she also advised on overall stress reduction, right? Like, I think that's that was pretty evident that anytime I'm stressful, the symptoms are kind of flaring up. So, how do we actually deal with this issue? I still have a full time job. You know, I have to, I'm going through that emotions. And a lot of these mindfulness and meditation kind of efforts, uh, I start to incorporate in my life. So I, those were very tactical plans mm-hmm. that I, I actually had to lay out in the beginning of 2015 as I'm seeing this doctor, as she's giving me all these recommendations, putting me on a regimen. And also the biggest piece, to be honest, uh, was also support groups. Yes. And these groups of people that I... I, I mean, it's a mission of my life now. Communities, uh-huh. I'll, I'll definitely elaborate on that too. In that context, in 2015, support groups for me was... I signed up to this online class uh, called Alt-MBA. It's been a great program. And some of those classmates uh, super, were super encouraging, not only just for me to follow through the program, uh, the regimen the doctor gave, but also mental support and just being, being that extra juice that I needed to kind of cross the, cross the line. So combo effect. So the plan was, okay, talk to a doctor that is kind of on the integrative medicine space because the conventional didn't work out for me. Second, do all these lifestyle changes. At the end of the day, I have to believe in changing your behavior, which is mm-hmm. very difficult to do. And you, yes. there's a science behind it. So I followed through that science. And then you kind of habitualize these habits of, let's say, not eating bread or, uh, or just cutting down everything in gluten and dairy and sugar. So it took a process for me to really internalize it because i'm suffering like there's a lot of pain it it was my last resort Mm -hmm. i wish i kind of started this before but at the time obviously i didn't know and then when it come push come to shove and i just started to do it in a more kind of through the kitchen sink basically did everything that i can the plan actually worked so the uh, the results were within six months i don't exactly remember the numbers but the inflammation numbers we're back to normal ranges within actually four months. And then I kept doing it for two more months just to kind of make sure that it continues. Again, my goal is to talk to my doctor and have them kind of put me back together and get rid of the colostomy bag. And that's the, that's the main goal so that I'm back to normal, right? That's the idea. Yes. And that the only way they do that is that reduced inflammation. I achieve that goal as well as I'm actually feeling good. And I don't have stress you know, triggers in my life as much. I Whenever they come let's say, like a really important meeting or I have to present or something like that. And I know I do these breathing exercises. Like I figured out ways to, that will work for me. It doesn't mean that it works for everybody, but I figured out what worked for me and then just kind of did those things, right? That was a do part of the agility things, right? Like I planned it, I did it. And it's very kind of effective in a way that like, okay, so now let's look at the results. Get my test results multiple times from the doctor and myself, of the world you know he couldn't believe it. the doctor actually like okay what did you do like <laughs> well i said listen like i i figured that away it doesn't matter how i did it i just need to be kind of uh, operated back on so that i'm back to normal 2015 was kind of passed that way and 16 pretty much back to back to normal really minor aches here and there for all the of purposes i was just kind of over the whole inflammation and kind of Crohn's disease conditions so, yeah, I mean, I, I never gave up that lifestyle ever since. Cool. Um, you can imagine like that here. Yeah, it's one, once you've felt the the good side, I think your body, here's what I overall I start to believe. I think our bodies know how to heal itself. We just have to get out of the way. And what, what I mean by that, get out of the way, is not eat the right, uh, not eat the junk food, or don't introduce things to the body that it will. Make it difficult for it to do its job. So I try to get away by reducing stress, eating the right food, and doing all these things as a holistic approach. And yeah, I think uh, inadvert- inadvertently, I probably did your uh, agility approach, uh, <laughs> doing that whole planning and doing and checking, measuring, uh, and then kind of validating at the end. Okay, what happened? What's well, the the action? That I, that whole process. Yeah. When we were chatting before, <laughs> it was interesting that when well, you mentioned, I'm like, I did, I did this actually. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now it's a, it's, it is a success story. And then I feel like I want to share this with other people because nobody told me uh, back in the days was that you can actually kind of go through a regimen like this. You know, it could be more personalized to the person, obviously, but uh, as long as they kind of put their mind into it,
0: it mm-hmm.
1: can certainly achieve. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the kind of, Maybe a long, long version of the story, but I kind of try to try to answer that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Now let's talk about your new career, your new passion that you want to help people and what you have done regarding to this, what you have in the works. Could you tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, again, it it was a revolutionary experience, not just from the health perspective, but also it, it pushed me to kind of search my career. And what i want to do in the future and and i was ready for a change anyways and this was good like a kind of a perfect timing actually so yeah what i wanted to do right away was okay how do i actually spread this to other people and the first thing i did was start blogging and i think that a lot of people do that i think it's, it's good to share uh, that knowledge uh, yes. with others without expecting anything and i get some really positive responses from not just friends but friends of friends that there might be something here as far as a a business opportunity, not necessarily business in the sense that, okay, here's like right away, I'm going to make this much money, but more like, can we actually create a marketplace where, and this was a hypothesis, where we actually gather a group of chronically ill patients, just like me at the time, right before the sickness. So can we actually match them with these doctors and practitioners that are in the functional medicine integrative medicine space, right? They're more mm-hmm. in the holistic space. This hypothesis was okay, is first of all, what's the end goal? We want them to discover these doctors. We have a list of them they can choose and then or we can match them as they wish. So and then you can book these doctors, and you can have a video consultation all through our platform. Very simple. Kind of a marketplace uh, tool in the healthcare space right so mm-hmm. we did this with a co-founder of mine for about two years said that and then we tested multiple things we our, our kind of go-to-market strategy was all right let's go towards uh, people that were able to afford so some of these doctors were not covered by the insurance mm-hmm. and we went more in the affluent audience and then we were trying to see if that will resonate and it did and when we try to scale the company into kind of a more larger audience we went outside of california uh, california was our pilot and then we try to you know explore the new york uh, east coast and the the midwest as well and the scaling part in the sense that can we have user the separate users that we can actually try this this product on that's the part that we actually had some we didn't meet our goals of the scaling that we were looking for and also we were trying to raise money and a lot of the investors were asking for that 8x, 10x kind of numbers on the on the users and also the uh, sales, number of bookings. That part, we could not achieve a summary of it. Insurance, had insurance cover these doctors, and it would be a lot easier for us to process the payment through mm. our platform, and it would have been a lot uh, more viable business like a lot of the primary care companies have been doing it for the last three three to four years now the positive thing out of this company called sync by the way the company yeah. is called sync okay. very um my my kind of first entrepreneurial stint in, in this world <laughs> and what i really liked was this group of people we had about ten thousand people
0: wow um,
1: and all, all kinds of uh, different conditions but mostly we focused on autoimmune conditions your lupus and crohn's disease and celiac disease also all sorts of different autoimmune conditions that people were interested about learning more. What we learned about that group, and I was heading that group too, just as a person that somebody else who went through this, I wanted to kind of share some of my experience, but share other people's experiences and what they have done, and then have that community become some sort of a knowledge sharing, but also get them to, to act on things, right? So mm-hmm. Get them to do start behavior change. A lot of that effort actually maybe we couldn't have them book a lot of these doctors but they were able to work together and then do some organic ways of making behavior change and i think that was amazing and that gave me the um light and uh, the tunnel kind of motion that i'm like okay there's something here when you put the right people in the same environment they're ready to to make that change the other people around them will instigate them to do, to make that change and if, if it's a if there's some handholding from as far as guidelines and and some uh, well-designed program that could be kind of accompanying this this group of people, I think that'll be the right way to to make this behavior change in the healthcare space in a more much scale fashion. So that kind of made me realize that I'm interested actually about the care side, even though I'm not a doctor or I cannot advise on any of these. But my my goal is. Bring the right people into the mix, whether they're they're practitioners or coaches. You know, introduces people to to put together a program. So, in summary, that couple of years in the uh, with the entrepreneurial journey at Sync really made me believe that okay, there's some I want to have my career in the healthcare space, and I started working for a company that was based in Houston and they were looking for, they built a really amazing product for people that have gut health condition. So uh, a lot of these diseases that I mentioned, like myself, Crohn's disease and celiac, and the CEO wanted me to uh, run their community and build one, actually. So that was something that I was very passionate about, not just uh, building it, but also kind of designing this program that I've been envisioning in my head, and nurturing this group of people. Some of the highlights were about that group was we reached about 4,000 members within three months. We were able to do very cool daily, weekly, monthly events. We shared really cool content. On a weekly basis, we had challenges, like uh, challenges nice. we will share. Uh, we're, this week, we're gonna ramp, revamp our pantry and see, so let's do the before and after pictures, and these are the things that we're gonna take out, All uh-huh. the you know bad snacks and, and junk food obviously like that was we we're going after that kind of behavior change and then on a monthly basis we did webinars and we had zoom calls with this group of people so I felt like I need to further engage them so they feel they feel more belong they, they feel like they're a part of this group of people probably the most interesting experiment that I did with this group of people uh-huh. in the course of 9 months was where I try to separate them in a way that I asked them if they were interested about having an accountability partner, they would kind of join the subgroup, what we called accountable to peers. Yeah. And within that group, we had about 80 people. And then I start matching them, not necessarily basing on any AI algorithm, but uh-huh. <laughs> just I wanted to see, okay, like this, these people have similar conditions, their life stages are similar, like they have a kid or just right off the college or uh-huh. whatever their backgrounds were. I try to match them in a somewhat contextually relevant group the best one was this two people one of them was living in san francisco a mother of three and this guy from texas he was working at a health tech company they were just we were matched because they were both having leaky guts Uh and from the perspective of you know helping each other they were interested from the very kind of first introduction that i did told them guidelines on hey guys, keep each other accountable and whatever the commitment you're making to the other person and please, you know, make sure that commitment is kind of replicated uh, both ways. And they did that. And and turns out, so I didn't even tell them any, anything to do, like specifically meet. They organically met after talking to them multiple times. They met every Friday at 10 o'clock, I guess, uh, Pacific. And it's just like super casual in the beginning and then later on, they were really in the trenches of researching about leaky gut and what are the, some of the triggers. Mm-hmm. And then they shared all that knowledge. They worked on, did the, the co-learning part, which is, I think, the most yes. important part of this. They were in it together. They felt like they can help each other, even though their kind of actual symptoms may be different, even though mm-hmm. they have leaky guts. So that was amazing to me because I, organically, they met every Friday in mm-hmm. the, ne- the next eight weeks. It was incredible. And they shared, I asked about what kept them going. And they said, we get into more uh, psychosocial stuff too. It wasn't just our gut how they felt overall, the stress of obviously raising three kids for that mother. And the other person was going through some COVID-related changes with the with the job situation. And that I was like, okay, there's something here that I knew as a hunch that there was connection. If it's established the right way, right people are put together in the right place. And if they're matched one-on-one and they work on a behavior change regimen together, I think that that's the, the most effective way. And that's what I'm super passionate about. And I'm building a company program for people that have anxiety and depression. This is my thing now, I'm working with actually um, really credible people, behavior scientists, naturopathic doctors that I knew, I came across in my journey. So I wanted to make sure that these are all based on clinically uh, rigorous you know, ways. We're just testing things, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very passionate about this uh, latest development. And... We were basically working on a pilot right now, group uh, of probably 40 people to test this program and then have them go through this 12 week program and collect some data as far as uh, the engagement and also adherence to the program.
0: Yes. Your journey inspired you to do is actually to connect people, to mm-hmm. socialize them together, to focus them, to give them a goal. And I think because of that people are able to see the light at the end of the tunnel in regards to success and they have their support Mm -hmm. so it is huge and i can see how impactful it can be and how you are bringing people success you are putting out a great impact thank
1: you no i appreciate that yeah people don't need to kind of change They, they shouldn't necessarily fear about there is no solution to their problem a lot of people even they're they are diagnosed with a chronic condition they can change that condition doesn't have to be quick but fairly efficiently and there is a lot of different studies i'm not like this one off weird guy just hacked the system not the case there's there's a lot of uh, successful clinical studies that have been done with the behavior change too. so mm-hmm. i think Uh, Because initially, I thought the education was the problem. We need to educate people so that they can actually learn and do this. Turns out, I think just knowing stuff like, you know, eating junk food, we know that, we all know that we should eat them. But we do it for whatever reason, maybe socioeconomic, maybe it's just a habit or or whatever reason we have. It's easier, it's tasty, it's all these ads are bombarding Mm -hmm. uh, to us. Multiple reasons, but to be resilient on that, I think you need to kind of go back and create maybe the agility plan mm-hmm. that you have to kind of think about. Okay, what are the systems I can create in my life? Yeah. That whatever all these people are telling me, I don't. I ignore all that. Yeah. This is my true, truth. I should say, and then that just then I follow through that. And I think that part took a little time. It is possible. There's that's why you need other people to kind of instigate you, pull you, push you, do all these uh, human touch. Is I think yes. is necessary. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more powerful to kind of help each other. It's in, it's in our nature, it's our tribes has uh, been formed that way. Uh, our ancestors lived that way too. They always helped each other. Mm-hmm. I think we're wired that way. Yes. For some, some reason, uh, uh, we became more and more isolated yes. over the years, and then that created that also, some of these chronic illnesses are. Another reason why I wanted to do an anxiety-related program is because of that. That is, uh, anxiety is maybe the, the, the very kind of bottom of it difficult challenges that people have mentally but if we kind of reduce the stress and the anxiety of uh, the unknown like like we're going through right now with covid if we can kind of figure out ways to reduce the amount it's almost impossible to get rid of completely how do we react to these things are the are the key things
0: i think you're on the right path originally you helped yourself you pulled yourself up and now it is helping others can't wait to hear about your new company and initiatives, Aras. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Zeta. This was great. I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing this podcast. I think it's, it's very interesting and unique in the sense. I'll be following your podcast, and your new guests as well. And thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: The personal experience Aras has shared is an agility story related to his health. He successfully implemented a behavior change with the help of others to correct a physical illness to heal himself. When we are going through difficult times, we do need not only coaches but also peers as part of the support group what is in our DNA, in our ancestors' behaviors like Aras has highlighted. Thank you for sharing Aras.